what's so special about music anyways the official podcast i am glad to be back um there is so much music coming out in these next couple weeks so i'll probably be covering a few albums at a time and if you want to check out the full length reviews um for some of these albums you can always check that out on my official blog so let's jump right in to see what we're going to talk about today so the first artist that we're going to talk about today is a band called silverstein silverstein is nothing new to people. They've been around for a long time. They celebrated a big 10-year anniversary in 2019. So when there were when there was word that they were going to be bringing new music to the scene, a lot of people were excited, and I think their last full length was out in 2018 or 29 or 2017, but I not too sure on that one. So it had been a little bit of time since new music was out and you know, then they came out with a beautiful place to drown. Um, it's a title that really, I think, is very on-brand for Silverstein. It really follows their brand. Same thing with the um, album artwork. It's very inviting. It's very much the new wave version of Silverstein, which I think is perfect for this album. When you listen to this album from front to back, you will hear a lot more genre influence than what their older stuff resonates with. Their older stuff is very edgy, very hardcore, very metal. Uh, very much that raw, I'm going to give it to you energy. And I'm not saying that that is lost in this album because I think compared to their previous LP, this one definitely pays back to that sound more. But in general, this album loves to toy with pop alternative. There's even a little jazz tune, which is really great. And there's there's a few songs on here that when I was listening to it and I would maybe pan away for a second and I would go back, I wouldn't realize it was still Silverstein. Now, some people would judge that kind of a notion. I think a lot of people prefer when you know who, not that you know who you're listening to the whole time, but that you realize it's the same artist, and I'm I'm even guilty of that in some regards. I, I like to hear the connection. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. There's something about this album, the way that the band lays it out, track by track, it makes sense. And I think it's a really strong album. Um, I, I There are some heavy hitters, so if you're mainly into the Silverstein heavy sound, there are things that resonate with that. But it, it really shows the spectrum of which the band has evolved to, and I really love and appreciate that. So that's what you're into, I would definitely check this one out. The second album we're going to talk about is by All Time Low. So when All Time Low announces a new album, everyone's always excited because, you know, they're huge. Um, and what's funny is, you know, they were said to headline the Sad Summer Festival this year, and there's a song on their album, Wake Up Sunshine, that it talks about a sad summer, and I don't know if that's a coincidence, but I feel like it's not. Uh, but... You know, so diving into this album, I have been a little apprehensive. I was I was a kid when All Time Low was huge, you know, very much the Nothing Personal era, which, you know, they also celebrated their 10 years for very recently. And I was, that was the All Time Low I grew up with. So when they started to evolve and modernize their sound, it was kind of hard for me to buy into what they were selling me. But this album definitely plays both sides. So they have very edgy pop punk songs, very like, but with their little pop flair, that's very Dear Maria Count Me In, but then you have 
new modern songs that connect to their new fan base. Uh, they have two songs on there that feature artists. They have a song that features Black Bear and they have a song that features the band Camino. And those songs are incredible. And I think those, the level of mixture that this band is bringing to this album, I think is the mix that will help to bring their two separate fan bases together. Uh, because, like I said, I think some of us older fans of the band kind of get lost in the new music because it's not the same to us. It doesn't have that traditional all-time low, let's go to Warp Tour feel. And then they put this album out and it's like, okay, you're reeling me back in. I'm interested in... Honestly, um, some of this stuff is going to come off as generic all-time low, which, you know, you can't complain about in some regards because, you know, what if you can't... Don't fix what's not broke, you know? But... Um, and I won't say the album itself is overly remarkable, but I, I think the album is strong in the fact that I think All Time Loom has found a better groove for themselves to retain and move forward. And it sounds like this is the mature sound that All Time Loom should have. So that's that. <laughs> and uh, the last album we're going to talk about today is the newest LP from Five Seconds of Summer called Calm. Uh, now, so I've never really dove into Five Seconds of Summer music. I was never really a part of that fan base. But I sat down to listen to it and I was pleasantly surprised. This album is really killer. It is enticing, I guess is the best, and mesmerizing. Uh, the band utilizes a lot of block chords meshed with different instrumentals and electronics to help create these, what I like to say, sound scopes, or just like walls of sound. And what they do with that is they just kind of like blast their lyrical line to you, which happens to be very catchy and, you know, beautiful. And that technique can get old, um, but unless you do it right. Um, a good band of this is the 1975. The 1975 does a very similar tactic with a lot of exploration on top of it, but that is kind of their base technique of sound. And from there, they evolved from that. And that is what Five Seconds of Summer is doing in this album, because you can hear there is strong juxtaposition between these block chords, the lyrics, and the different instrumentals, as well as the different grooves and feels. There's a lot of... There's a lot more ballads on the album that I think most people would put out um, for an album of this size. And I think normally I would be off-put by that, but the way that I say it comes in the make and the, uh, the relay of the songs, they make sense, and it really does create this atmosphere for the for the listener. You know, the album is called Calm. The album cover of the band is just chillaxing, you know, on the front. And I think that as you listen to that album, you genuinely feel calm just by the scoring of the album. And I think that's successful. You know, I, like I said, I haven't really listened to Five Seconds of Summer before this record. And the songs I've heard of it, like, I was like, eh, you know, this is okay. But these songs I thought were intelligent and they were, I mean, they were just pleasing. And I was willing to want to listen to it on my own time, aside from reviewing. And for me, like, that, that's a win. Um, I think this album does appeal to more fans of different genres and you know with the band growing in height they kind of have to either refine and work and stick with their sound or find a way to evolve it if they want to appeal to more people and I think that's what the band is starting to do so with that that is everything that I have today um I like I said I'm going to be trying to review as much as I can there are so many albums coming out every week so some will be only on the podcast some will be on the blog and uh as always until next time